Blog Talk Radio. Being in the Iron Army with 
Frankie Edgar, Edson Barbosa, Eddie Alvarez, all these great fighters, Marlon Moraes. What is it like just training with all these guys? As I got to anybody, it's a blessing to be able to be in the same room, same cage, same building, same car, whatever it is I'm doing. If I'm just riding somewhere with them, just to be involved with such a group of great guys and the fact that they welcomed me to the team and Frankie Edgar and Mark Henry invited me out after the Ultimate Fighter and they allowed me to stay. I mean, that means a lot. That means I did enough to impress them and they liked my style and I was a good fit or something to the point where they asked me or they said I could stay and keep training. And daily watching Frankie, it's like everybody said, oh, Frankie, you must be on his, on his way out because you all, what, 35 now? Negative. Frankie is constantly getting better. And you see Eddie training. And you see Edson throwing kicks. And just all our guys are constantly getting better. Nobody's on the way out. Like people say, oh, he's been fighting for so long. He can't be in too much longer. But all our guys look like they can fight for at least another 10 to 15 years fine and still be in the top contention. So. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing is, I mean, you guys all are just, everybody knows, like, when you fight a guy from the Iron Army, it's all about conditioning. It's like you're going to be well-coached, and you guys are always in shape. Is that something you take pride in? 100%. I mean, one thing for sure, if you go out there and fight, and a guy out taking, they can, they outpoint you with the boxing or kicking, they more technically sound than you, you know 100% our cardio is going to be better. So if we have to, it comes to a point where we just get to the grit, just dig down and just push the pace. Even if it's sloppy, just push the pace and just wear them down until they break. And then from there, that's when you just take over with everything. Yeah, and the other thing is, is the coaching. You, know, you mentioned Mark Henry. I know Nick Catone helps you out. How important is that for you, you know, coming off your last fight and just trying to take your game to the next level? I mean, coaching is always important. You can have coaches that sit in the corner and say, oh, throw a jab. Or, oh, throw a kick. Or you can have coaches as yes, man. Everything you throw, like, oh, yeah, oi, oi making all that unnecessary noise but not telling you anything. But then when you got coaches like Mark Henry, Ricardo Almeida, Nick Catone, my old wrestling coach Stephen Bradley, guys is constantly critiquing and always adapting and adjusting and coaching you. they speaking loud. They're communicating together. You know, you don't have one coach saying this, another coach saying another thing. It's every coach is on the same tune. One person speaks, and when the other person hears what he's saying, they all start screaming together. And then when it gets to that, coaches – Pedigree, so if you hit the ground, Ricardo takes over. If you're striking, um, Ricardo takes over. When we go time to get a takedown, you hear the wrestling coach, whoever it is, Stephen Bradley or Nick Catone, whichever one I have in my corner, talking up, speaking what I need to do to get that takedown. And you got two of them that was top contenders in their weight class in the UFC, which understand the sport, and they know how it works, what the judge is looking for, what you got to do to win. And you got Mark Henry, who's been in it, a great boxer from his time, and he's been with Frankie Edgar his whole ride. So he's been there, and he see what it takes. He know what it takes to get to the top. And when you got top guys like that, you can't go wrong. There's no reason not to listen to them at any point. Anytime they call anything out, you should be doing it. Yeah, it's impressive, man. It's impressive watching you guys train, watching guys spar, and, and obviously watching you guys win fights. You know, and one of your teammates, your good friend Frankie Perez, is also on the same card with you on December 9th. How, how cool is that for you, two good friends to be on the same card? I think that's I'm more excited about fighting on the same card as him than I am to get back in the cage. You know, I fought on cars with teammates, and I fought on the car with people I've known, but I've never been on this car with somebody or competed with somebody that's like a brother to me, you know, like Frankie Perez. 
and I and everybody said we like rice and beans. You know, it's like we when I first got here and we used to hang out, have time to hang out more. We was always together. If he went out, I was going out. If he was going to the gym, I was going to the gym. You know, I didn't live far from him, but sometimes I just crashed at his house just because that was my boy. You know, we had such a good time kicking in and laughing, whatever we was laughing about. It's kind of like you didn't want to stop laughing. We sit there and laugh until it's time to pass out. And the fact that you can be on a car with somebody that you connected with or that close with, it's just a great, just a great thought. You know, it's, we have fun when we're together, whether it's training or hanging out. And I know it's going to make fight week even better. We're just going to have that good vibe, high energy. We're always laughing and joking around. The weight cut won't be that bad because we're doing it together and just laughing through it. So it's just going to be fun, man. Just go out there and put on a show with somebody you train day in and day out and hang out with daily and put a show on together. Just, I can't wait. Were you surprised he came out of retirement? We, when he announced it, he caught everybody surprised. And now it's like when he came back, do you kind of know he's getting the itch to return? I knew he was going to come back when he retired. When he said it, I was at the Buffalo Wild Wings, and everybody asked me, like, you knew he was retiring? Like, he had said something to me a while ago, like, think he might do it shortly, but I didn't think he was serious. And I said, all right, then he'll be back. He, when he come back, he's going to be right back in the gym, and he's going to get the itch again. He's going to be back. And then I think it was my Lawler, Tom Lawler fight, when we were doing all the media stuff. You can see him, like, in the background. I'm doing my pictures. But I see him over there shadow boxing, just bouncing around. And I was like, yep, he got the itch. He's coming back soon. <laughs> he's going to be back soon. And sure enough, here he is, back at it. So, Corey, as, as a fighter that's won three of his last four fights, do you watch other fighters to try to pick up techniques or strategies or combinations? Oh, of course. I studied. I used to be a lot more into studying fight pass day in and day out and watching film and watching boxing fights. I still watch every, try to watch every UFC fight when they own, but I used to go back and just study fight pass all day long and just trying to pick stuff up. And I do more so watching the little guys, you know, because I like to move like a little guy. And that's just the way I train. Train like a little guy, move like a little guy, study the little guys, do what the little guys do. And, uh, and that's the thing that throw off the big guys. They're not used to a big guy being able to move and keep pushing and scrambling like those little guys do. But I like pick it up on little tidbits and habits like that. So one person I'd like to study a lot now lately is Frankie. Like I always study Frankie's fights, but now it's the more the fact where I just sit there and watch him hit mitts and watch him spar and watch him do jits and watch him wrestle closely, not just watching and watch, but watching every move, every little, the little details he do and try to implement it into mine to make it work for me. And it's just it makes it makes fights a lot easier for me because big guys are fight like big guys. But when you got a big guy like me that can move like Frankie, it creates a problem. Yeah, it sure does, man. You see it in every fight you had, man. You can see the movement. Just the it's it's fun to watch. And like when you guys spar, just the the amount of talent in the room, the foundation to learn is just tremendous. So Corey, not only are you a great fighter, you're also a great instructor. Boxing, wrestling. Do you have a message for young students when they first join the sport? When they, when usually when they first join the academy, they want to spar and fight and be in the UFC. Do you have a message for all your students when they first start out? Take your time, listen to your coaches, and work hard. I mean, that's how I got here. There was no rush to get to UFC. I never even planned to get to UFC. It was all just a hobby for me. I just wanted first was just training for the Olympics for wrestling. Then Ben Askren talked me into 
sparring, and then it got to the point where just, oh, I just want to learn this. I didn't want to fight. I just want to learn it, learn it, learn it. It got to the point where I was good enough where they told me I should fight. And, you know, again, I just started taking my time with it. I was in no rush, no urgency. Took my time, and before you knew it, I had put in all the time and paid attention and just listened to everything the coaches said, and everything came full circle. And now I am where I am. That's a good message, man. It's a, it's a real good message. And as a person that's taken your classes, they're no joke. So you you did a great job with those, man. Um, I guess my last question for you is, you know, what is, you know, you won three of your last four. The one you did lose was controversial as all hell. What is your career goals? What are you looking forward to next? I mean, my next goal is to keep climbing the ladder, you know, one fight at a time. But the goal, the end goal is to get to the top, you know. Short-term, short-term goal, win next Friday. You know, keep my eyes set for the next opponent. Be ready. Stay focused. Keep training. Keep working hard. In goal, get the belt, retire young, have my health, wealth, and enjoy my family. Hey, can never go wrong with that plan, man. Corey, do you have a message for all, like, your fans and students as you get ready to turn to the Octagon December 9th? Just want to say thank you all for supporting me from the fans, friends, and family. All those that's been here through thick and thin, through the controversial loss, like everybody keeps saying, they still bring it up, but they still support me. They still believe the climb is coming. Those that believe the best is yet to come. Uh, I want to thank those that don't believe in me. I always say Corey Anson is a boring fighter, and he won't go anywhere for motivating me and giving me the fuel to keep pushing and prove you guys wrong. And just want to thank the Lord for being able to give me a life, bless me to do what I do every day. Well, Corey, first of all, you know, best of luck next Friday. I mean, it, everybody obviously at NCMA is rooting for you, and you, you train your ass off, dude. It, it's, it's just inspiring to watch. So best of luck, man, and thank you for your time tonight. Thank you, Tyson. Have a good one. You too. All right, that was Corey Anderson, who's wrapping up his camp. He had his last spar, you know, tomorrow night. So we want to thank him for his time. Also, if you're a UFC fan, Rivoli's in Howell, New Jersey, an excellent place to watch the fights. And eat clean, bro. If you're looking to clean up your diet or prepared meals, they're the place to go. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.